Hi, and welcome everybody to the fourth episode of That's Some Crazy Shit. I am K-Mo, and this is my boy... K-Mo? K-Mo, I'm changing shit up. I'm K-Mo and JB. No, Kelly and James. (laughs) That's funny. So anyway, we are uh, back again for our fourth installment of That's Some Crazy Shit. Um, How was your week, brother? How was it? It was pretty good. Nice weather. Was it good weather? It was nice weather. Yeah, that's good. It was a good week for me as well. So if you're joining us for the first time, me and James are longtime friends, and we like to chat it up and talk about crazy shit. And so we thought one day we would do some crazy shit and create a podcast. So here we are on episode four, and I got to say... I'm really proud of us for sticking with it. And we're on our fourth episode. Pretty good. It is pretty good. You know, it's it's something cool to do. And I like it. And I think we have fun at it. And I think we get better all the time. And I just want to thank everybody for joining and listening. We appreciate it. Thank um, you. Yep. James, kind of tell everybody, you know, I kind of gave them a little bit of the why. But give them like um, you had said a couple episodes ago, our, our mission statement. Well, our mission statement for our new listeners is basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a variety of different subjects, um, things you don't generally talk about at the water cooler, paranormal things. um, Yeah, crazy shit, you know. Crazy shit. I don't know about where you work, but, you know, where I work, if we were to talk about this at the water cooler, you know, they'd probably get, you know, we got to get James some help. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, probably need to do that anyway but yeah, yeah probably but uh <clears throat> you know we want to we want to keep an open mind on a lot of different subjects because i think sometimes when we start talking about things then what i like is we are so open-minded we don't just things aren't uh set in stone you know so when we talk about the paranormal or the metaphysical I, I think we're open-minded enough to, 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 you know, things are possible. In my opinion, anything is possible. Just because we don't know how to do it or whatever, it doesn't mean it's not possible. So, you know, our mission statement is to hit these subjects that are a little off off the typical uh, conversation-type subjects and just go from there, man. And hopefully, you know, we'll inspire you to maybe do some research or if you've had some crazy shit happen to you, you'll you'll want to tell us about it and we can definitely talk about it. But we are by no means experts. Um, we never claim to be. What we thought we would do is we we're going to bring you some written theory along with our valuable opinion. Um, but we want to keep it opened. Um, we want to keep it positive. And you can also, you know, if you want to share your crazy story, we are on social media. And uh, from last week to this week, we have graduated and we are on Facebook as well. So we are on Gmail. We have a Gmail account. You can email us at that some crazy shit podcast at gmail.com. Remember this, it's going to be important later. Yeah, yep, this is going to, there's going to be a test later. That's some crazy shit podcast at gmail.com is email. One way to reach us. Another way to reach us is Twitter at that's some crazy shit or on Instagram at that's underscore some crazy shit. And at Facebook, if you're on Facebook and you go search in their search bar, it's K space and space J's apostrophe s that's some crazy shit 
And you can find us that way. Um, we are more than welcome to your feedback. We would love to hear from you. We don't know who's listening. So, hey, if you're listening, we'd love to know that. Because maybe, James, we're just talking to ourselves. Well, that wouldn't be anything different, Cal. <laughs> I'm just saying. So for the month of uh, October, October, thank you, we decided to do a special whole thing for Halloween. So what we thought we would do is we would throw out what our topics are for the entire month. If you want to join our show, maybe come on as a guest if you fit one of these topics and tell your story. If you want to write us and, and have us tell your story because you don't want to come on. Or if you just want to tell us your story and you don't want us to tell anybody, just somebody to talk to. We're your people. So. Yeah. And, you know, and I also want to say, you know, we want to do this because there are people out there who have these experiences and they're really hesitant to come out. Because they get ridiculed, and you know it's it's a big deterrent. Yeah, I'm on a couple of social media pages about Bigfoot and Sasquatch, and several people have commented, "I refuse to tell the, my story to this group because they get you know ridiculed." So whatever makes you feel comfortable as a listener, if you want to come in and, and tell us a story and not want to tell us who you are, or, you know, let let our listeners know who you are. Or, you want to let us know who you are, whatever you're comfortable with, just so you yeah. can tell your story, get it out there. It's our podcast. So feel like it's your podcast too. Um, we're looking for those that maybe had ghost encounters, um, maybe somebody who's uh, re reads tarot cards, um, anyone who maybe is a witch or practice Wicca. That's another one that we'd be interested. So for the month of October, we're going all Halloweeny, And so on October 10th, we are going to be doing, that's next Saturday, we're going to be doing witches and strange and haunted places. So James will do witches, I'll do strange and haunted places. On the 17th, James is going to do ghost, which I'm really excited for because I'm sure there's a ton of information out there. And I'm going to be doing tarot cards and psychic readers. So if you do read tarot cards or you are, you know, a, a reader, love to have you on, you know, as a guest, hit me up. Um, on the 24th, we're going to do Urban Legends and Curses. And then on the 31st, which is Halloween, we're going to go with Werewolves and Magic Rituals. So that is our lineup for October. Um, got anything to add, James? Did I miss anything? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, actually, it's it's interesting. During my, during my research about vampires, I didn't realize how intertwined they were with well werewolves you've never seen the vampire werewolf movies that what are they don't count that's a movie hey they're intertwined in the movies what talking i'm saying about the real paranormal the well, i'm just saying paranormal. are in in the real paranormal are they foes because in the movies they're always against one another just saying right um not particularly that I well, I now I didn't do my research into that so much. I just wanted to keep it with the vampires. I just noticed that there's a thing, but now that I'm doing werewolves, I'll be able to tell you more about it then. That's cool. So that is what is coming up for today's show, episode four. Uh, we're going to go right into it. Cryptid Creatures is brought to you by Chef Bella B LLC, offering personal and private chef services, spices, and sauces on her website. You can reach her on her website if you want to order spices or sauces. It's www.chef.com. 
BellaBKitchen.com. That's the website. She's also on Instagram at Chef Bella B. She is uh, cooking. She's located in uh, Aurora, Colorado. She does cook at a little bar called East Facts Tap, which is 8001 Colfax. She's there three days a week, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Check her out. Uh, James, it's all you. Right now, excuse me. All right, so I'm doing vampires. Kelly, when would you think that there was the first vampire recorded re- record of a vampire or something like that? Okay, so I'm sorry. I don't know real vampire lore. I've only know what I see in movies. So let me just go there. And Bram Stoker. So the first vampire I thought was like way back, like, 600 A.D. Hey, hey, that's a pretty good guess. Um, in my research, I found out that the Sumerians, and we all know, you know, everyone knows about the Sumerians, 4,100 years ago, they had... Um, can I just can I just say something? I'm sorry. We all don't know about the Sumerians. Can you, can you tell oh, me? Oh, sorry. Very quickly, what, what that is, because I don't know what that is. So the Sumerians were the first recorded civilization, uh, highly advanced. Um, they're the ones who talk about the uh, Anunnaki. Okay. Everyone's heard about the Anunnaki. So that's the Sumerians. So they had their story of uh, Gilgamesh. Have you heard of Gilgamesh? I have actually heard of Gilgamesh. Okay, so their story of Gilgamesh... In that story, they mention, and I'm not sure how you pronounce this, I'll do my best, Kisiki Lilaki. And that was the the term for a vampire. So that was, I mean, that's how long Say it again. Been. Say it again. Kisiki Lilaki. Kisiki Lilaki. You know, Kiki, Kisiki Lilaki. I'm going to take your word for that. I'm gonna just say okay, because <laughs> I'm not sure. But that was that was the first uh, record of vampires as we know them—an undead uh, blood or a creature, an undead creature needing blood to survive that only came out at night. Now, do you know what year that was? Can you give me like a date in Sumerian? You know, like blah 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 BC or AD. Well, or I'm sorry, it, it would have been. So, like, 2000, I don't know. Now I have to do math, Kelly. <laughs> 2020. Eh, math is hard. Math is hard, man. That's why you're doing it. I'm subtracting this. Harry, borrow. Look at James going the extra mile to get a so, date. All right. So, uh, 2130 BC. Nice. 2130 BC. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a lot. And I was surprised by that, you know. Um I thought maybe, you know, during the Bible they would have mentioned it, which they did, and I'll get into that in a second. So that's how long vampires have been around. Now, there's several different kind of vampires. There's the ones that we know about, undead, uh, blood-sucking type vampires. The and traditional there's also, vampire. The yeah, traditional. the traditional vampires. And then there's also uh, energy vampires and chi vampires. That feed off people's energy. Really? And um, 
There's also people who consider themselves vampires who have other people come to them and they feed off of them. They make a small incision and they, you know, take a little bit of blood and, you know, and they do this with several different donors during the week. And they talk about knowing if a donor is low on iron or if they need, you know, such and such mineral just by the way their blood tastes. Hmm. So... So we're just okay. going to kind of focus on the traditional vampire, though. Okay, because, I mean, that that's all. But are you going to cover these, I guess what I would say, tr- today vampires, the ones that are having people come over? Are you going to go over that, or are we sticking just with the traditional vampire? Yeah, today I'm just going traditional. We can talk okay. about those uh those in another episode, in another yeah, episode. That's, that's yeah. it is pretty interesting because then they talk about we can talk about the disease that uh, makes people need to drink blood. Huh. So okay. we'll go we'll go into more depth at a different time. So in my uh, research, you know, like I said, I thought maybe it would be the Bible would be the earliest, and in the Hebrew lore, they mention uh, the children of Lilith. Now, if you're not familiar, and I was unfamiliar with this, Lilith was Adam's first wife. Oh, before Eve. Before Eve. Yeah, the first okay. wife get no credit. So her children, um, which are called the Lilithu, they're the daughters of Lilith, and they are vampires. Was she a vampire? She actually did become a vampire. Um, the whole story is she didn't want to be subservient to Adam, so she got the boot, turned into a monster. You know, part of her thing is drinking blood. So let me let me get this right. She didn't want to be subservient, as you put it. Basically, she didn't want to do everything that Adam told her to do. Which is, uh, you know, who wants to do everything someone? And then she do? bounced with the kids. And then became a horrible person because she left with the kids. No, 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 no. See, this is the thing. Adam had, there was no kids with Lilith. She has these daughters and that's one of the things in the, you know, that's one of the holes in the Bible, I think, is, you know, there was these other people out there that I don't know about. And that's, you know, I'm trying to stay on on focus, but, you know, these things in the Bible, you know, where, where were these, where did her kids come from? You know? So Adam was not the dad. No, because she had left. At least as far as I know. I mean, that's something I have to do more research. So whatever happened to her, she became a vampire, and her children became vampires. Apparently, only the daughters. Only the oh, she had boy children too. I that, I do not know. I didn't uh, uh, find okay. that out. It just so the daughters. what happened to them? Do you know? So. I don't think I understand. What do you mean? What happened? To them? So I mean, they became vampires, and then what? I mean, did they oh, just go they, off? Oh, then they what they do is they go and they prey on babies, and the story behind it is uh, they turn into mist so that they can get into rooms and they can feed on children. Wow. Okay. That's so that's that. That's the Lilith part. Then. Um, Everyone's familiar, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, people are familiar with the Judah story about the 
person who betrayed Jesus? Yeah. Okay, okay. so the story is, after this, uh, he hangs himself from guilt, and God decides to punish him by making him a vampire. Really? So, and I didn't know this story. So, uh, how Judas sold out Jesus for silver, that's why vampires have an aversion to silver. Really? That's what I, and I, this is what I found out during my research, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Well, I know you're not an expert. I think I covered that at the beginning, but I find this very interesting because I've never heard this story before. I've never heard that Judas, so when he, God brought him back to life and made him a vampire to walk the earth for eternity? Yes. Wow. Yes, okay, so that's one story. All right, then there's another story, which I found interesting, where they say that uh, before man, uh, demons ruled Earth. And then as the demons died out and pushed out by different gods, they were diminishing. And the last demon, uh, he bit a human, thus mixing their blood and vampires were created that way. And what what is, what lore is that? Where did that come from? Um, that was actually, you know, I think that was actually a Hebrew myth too, to be honest. Huh. But I don't understand how both of those go together. So, okay, so give me some. So you do you have do you have more? Do you have more? Oh yeah. Um, you, you wanted me to try and find like the most recent encounters yeah, with, with these vampires. different cryptors, cryptic, cryptic creatures, excuse me. Um, and it was funny because I couldn't find any recent sightings of vampires because every time I'd put something in, Chupacabra would come up. Oh, interesting. That's, so, that's odd. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go into that later. But I do remember a few stories I had read about, and these happened in the 90s, and they happened in New Orleans, which, you know, all my friends know, it's, I was, that was, I'm in the second life where I was there. Um, but there was a group of women who were walking, you know, downtown or part of New Orleans, and a gentleman came up to them very, uh, stylishly dressed even they, they mentioned he even had like a cape and a, like a bowler hat and they thought that was strange because this is the 90s you know yeah so he goes and he talks to him and they he tries to you know seduce one of the friends and the other two you know stop her from going off and then he he they turn around and it's one of those things they turn around and he's gone and so you know they kind of that kind of freaks him out they continue walking and then they notice this gentleman on the top of this very high building. And they're like, well, that's the gentleman we just saw. And then at that point, he jumps off. They freak out. But then he, he like just flies around this building and flies off. When, when was this? This was in the 90s. I don't remember exactly what year. So this is quite a while ago. But I remember reading about it at the time. And, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know how legitimate these stories are. But, you know, I thought that was interesting. And then there's another story from about the same time 
where a gentleman tried to um, get a woman to go with him, and then she noticed that he had, you know, the eye teeth and stuff, but or the fangs, excuse me. But that could have been just some creepy guy, right? Gen- right. Dental work. So, you know, those I don't know about the stories on those, but it was pretty interesting. Um, now, when I was young, I never knew why silver affected vampires the way it did until today. Do you know the original... Okay, what part do you think the stake plays in killing a vampire? Well, isn't the stake... uh, I don't know. I just figured the stake was a pointy thing that went through their heart, but it didn't have to be a stake, did it? I mean, it always was in the old-timey movies, but I don't know. Well, the interesting thing is about it is originally... It was the stake through the stomach, and the purpose was to literally pin the body to the, the inside the coffin. And then put a stake through the heart? And then they would remove the heart. And this is, I thought this was interesting. They would remove the heart, they would uh, burn it down to ashes. They would take those ashes, mix it with water, and they would use that, they would give that to these supposed victims of these vampires as a cure. That's a lot. I mean, you gotta, you gotta catch them. You gotta put a stake through their stomach. You gotta remove their heart. You gotta burn the heart down to ashes. And then you gotta give it to all the people who the vampire bit. But wouldn't that be a good movie? That actually probably... See, but you said no movies. So how can we possibly... How, see, and I would have said, that would be a really good movie, but you just said, no, nah, we're not going to do movies. <laughs> so, okay. No, we're not talking about movie vampires, but that would be a good movie. Uh, vampire movie. Good, but see, but movie vampires are so cool. I won't... See, I haven't gone there with you. I've been sticking to the stuff that you're telling me, not movie vampires like, like Blade, who wasn't a full-on vampire. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. You just said that. Now, I'm sorry. You just triggered a memory. Uh, the Gilgamesh story also mentions daywalkers. Like Blade. Like Blade. And you didn't want to talk about. No, I had forgotten. It was buried in my nose. But I, it, yeah. So they talk about those who can walk it during the day, but still need blood. Yes. So, James. Okay, we know that vampires suck blood and all that good stuff, but you had said something interesting. You said chi vampires, energy vampires. These people consider themselves to be vampires in the truest sense where they'll they'll take all of your energy, drain you dry? No. From what I found, and remember, this is just a real cursory about this, these two. Um, in some cases, they don't even know I mean, haven't you ever been around a person where you know you're with them and they just they just suck the energy right out of you? Yes, and that's why I was that's what I was getting at. So you know, you don't have to be a quote unquote vampire to know that you're sucking the life out of somebody. I wouldn't think so unless you're just so self centered you can't see it. You're just taking all the energy. Well, I mean, I'm just curious. I don't know. I, I mean, do people? Do you really think there's people out there knowing that they're sucking the energy out of people? That's a, you know what? That's a good question. I do not have the answer to that. I I would say maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a good question. 
Because I know there's people I've been around that they just suck the energy right out. Yeah, of but them. but are they meaning to suck the energy out, or is it just them? Is yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know if they mean to you do know? it, but sometimes you're like, "Jeez, man." Interesting. I don't know. But we'll yeah, so there, you know, we'll talk. I thought that was interesting too because you, you you think about vampires just being you know the blood type, you know, but there really are different vampires, you know. I didn't realize that there were all these different type of well, mostly energy. I'll just say energy because energy, chi, you know, they're both the same thing. So. But it was interesting, and I never really thought about it. But yeah, there are people out there that will just suck the energy right out of you. That is true. So you know, for for most people like myself, vampires became popular with Bram Stoker's version. Stay with me. I'm going to go to a movie because they did it into a movie with well, Keanu Reeves. It was the book. book, and that is the version of vampires Dracula that everybody knows you know and we were talking the other day and they were saying that dracula was the original vampire but dracula was not the original vampire if dracula was even real was dracula even a real vampire or is it a fiction is is bram stoker's dracula fiction yes yes it's fiction but in the name dracula that is from the Transylvanian, the Hungarian guy Drac- Dracula, and his dad was named Dracul. Yeah. So his dad was Dragon, and Dracula is son of Dragon. So Vlad Dracula is Vlad, son of the Dragon. Interesting. I just that's that's the the vampire that you know if you want to stick with lore because Bram, Bram Stoker, even though it was fiction, he pretty much spelled out all the things that we know that affect vampires right that is that did you find that like you know the garlic and the holy water and the stake through the heart and all that stuff well see a lot of like i said a lot of that is movie stuff you know the what i found was the um stake and silver those were the two methods to kill vampires that were used for the longest what about inviting them into your home? Did you see anything about that? Because, you know, I've seen things where you, you know, a vampire, you have to invite a vampire into your home. Although it always made me wonder how he could come through the window. But anyway, um, is that is that something that's, uh, is that fiction? Or is that, did you find anything on that? Like vampire traits? Well, you can't, okay, I don't think any form of evil can come into your house unless you give it some kind of invitation. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll go with that. So, you know, I think that, I mean, I think that's with vampires, you know, spirits. There's these things we can talk about, the black-eyed children. Um, You know, you never let these, you know, these things into your home. And so it's one of those, but, you know, so don't, and then there's ways to protect your house, you know. Put salt across the threshold just in case, you know, that helps keep things out so but just don't invite anything bad yeah i got you i got you all right well james we are at the 27 minute mark anything else you want to add about vampires before we move on let's see i thought the the interesting thing i found that when i was reading these stories and these encounters is a lot of it was um tied to people who had tuberculosis 
because I guess some of the symptoms would be people coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. Your uh, pallor gets lighter. You know, you start to get emaciated. When you think about it, that's what you think a vampire would look like. That is true. That is true. So, uh, a lot of these, uh, I think, stories and stuff were generated by people with tuberculosis because the last uh, report I read was from 1892 about a Mercy Brown, where, and it's funny, these, when you think, when you connect the dots, you can see that both stories, you know. So she dies of tuberculosis. They put her in an above-ground crypt in New England in the winter. So, you know, her body's going to be preserved. So they come back later, open it up. Oh, my God, her body's preserved. She's a vampire. So then they proceed to stake her, remove her heart, all that stuff. They gave the cure her ashen heart mixed with water to her brother who tragically died four days later, proving she was a witch. Wow. So she went, from, she went from vampire to witch. Or excuse Just me, not like uh, vampire, my bad. My oh, bad. okay. I was like, damn, she went from a vampire right. to a witch. I lost my train of thought. So, okay, wait, wait a minute. Just uh, back up here. I just want to make sure I got you. I got Reverse. you. Yep. Okay. So they did all that stuff. Burn the heart, ashes. Because he died, she was. No, he was. He was sick. Well, yeah, I think he had tuberculosis. And then when they gave her him the vampire cure, he died anyway. That's what I'm saying. But because he oh, are they saying that because he died and it didn't cure him, she was a vampire? Well, you know that doesn't make sense either. That was the way the story said. So I'm just I'm just curious about that. That's um I mean because Or maybe if, I just made him another mistake. If she if she was a vampire and he was a vampire, because she made him a vampire, and they did all that stuff and you know, burned down the heart and gave him the ash to cure him, then he dies. Does he that mean die. that that he was wasn't a vampire? And maybe she wasn't a vampire? I'm just well, saying. When when you think about some of the crazy stuff they used to do to prove witches, hey, that's a whole you know, other episode. That is a whole other episode. But I'm, you know, they used to throw women in water, and if they drowned, oh, oh well, what was it? The water accepted, or if you lived, the water rejected you as a witch. Like, what the hell? What if you know how to swim or float? And you're, well, your sounds to me like you're damned if you do, and you're damned yeah, if you yeah. don't. So, but you're a like, witch. That's witches, cool. All right. bad, that was the, that was a, vampires. That was vampires. That Perfect. was vampires. Well, thank you, James. Thank you for Cryptid Creature. We are going to change gears and we're going to go into Kelly's crazy shit. Uh, My Crazy Shit was brought to you by Bright Headed Publishing, LLC. You can reach them at www.bright-headedpublishing.com. They are also on Instagram at BHPLCC. That means Bright Headed Publishing, LCC. They're also on Facebook at Bright Headed Publishing, LLC. All right. So I took a couple days off this week 
and headed up to the mountains. Very pretty. Uh, didn't go into any national forest, didn't do any hiking or anything like that. But it made me start thinking about the national forest and how many people have disappeared. And once I started doing my research, I went down a complete rabbit hole. This is some crazy shit. So what I'm going to talk about is people who have mysteriously disappeared in national parks. And so, you know, seeing the beautiful greenery and everything, just, you know, it's pretty out here, but man, it's scary. So national parks became a thing. Do you know when national parks became a thing? I thought Teddy Roosevelt had something to do with it. 1916 by Woodrow Wilson. And that's when they that's when they decided that they were going to keep and protect these lands. There are 84 million acres of national forest in the United States. For those of you that don't like acres, that's 340,000 square kilometers. And that's preserved woods, that's deserts, that's mountain, and that's other wilderness. That's all under the National Park umbrella. And so over the past 100 years or so, now I guess 104, um, since there have been national parks, there have been a case of thousands of people that have popped up missing. Some of these um, can be explained. Some of them cannot. Um, I'm going to stick with the, the strange ones that are probably still cold cases today. And one more interesting thing. If you go to the National Park Service website, they have and you type in missing persons in the search bar, it will bring up a list of all the people who are missing in the national parks. It is scary. It is some crazy shit to me. It is. There's, there's even a guy, you know his name, uh, David. Oh, David Politis? Yeah, David Politis. He um, has a, a thing called Missing 411, where he did a book on missing persons at national parks. And his book examines more than 1,100 cases of people mysteriously vanishing from national parks. Now, real quick, yeah, let the listeners know, you know, this, this man was a detective. So he knows how to investigate these things. He's not just some dude out looking with a flashlight. You know, he knows what he's doing. So go ahead. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, he's also got, um, he does the Missing 411. He's also done some Bigfoot stuff. I think we briefly talked about him when you talked about Bigfoot. But we'll get we'll get more into, not really him, but let's get into the missing, the missing people. So I want to go back as far as 1928. I'm going to start at the beginning. So as far back as 1928, people have been disappearing from national parks. And this couple was Bessie and Glenn Hyde, and they were honey- honeymooning in northern Arizona at the Grand Canyon when they vanished. And they were traveling by raft down the Colorado River. And they had planned to boat through the Grand Canyon. And if they would have done that successfully, then Bessie would have been the first woman to do that ever. So her husband, he had done this stuff before. He had been uh, water rafting. She had never done it. But he was like, if we can do this, we can go on lectures. You know, we can make money because you'll be the first woman to go through the Grand Canyon. So she decided to go, right? So cut to several months later, and that was in October of 1928. Several months later, their boat was discovered that winter. It was undisturbed. It was upright, full of supplies, and they were gone. And there's a lot of theories. It's like, did they try to hike? Did they have an argument that turned violent? Were they abducted? Their bodies have never been found. And there are um, people have said that they have seen her. But they've, they've never recovered either one of their bodies. They just simply disappeared. That's crazy to me. 
That is crazy. I remember hearing about this too a while ago, and they thought he killed her and all this other crazy yeah. stuff. But they, you know, they don't know because they didn't find either one of them. That was in 1928. Okay, so let's fast forward 10 years, 1938. Little boy. Now, this this little boy named Alfred, he was the first drowning recorded in Colorado Colorado's Rocky Mountain National Park. But whether he drowned or not, they, they've never been able to prove it. So he was camping with his family um, over the 4th of July weekend, and they were near the Roaring and Falls Rivers. He had gone with his dad to bathe in the river. They decided to go up the river about 500 yards um, to where they had some friends. And when they get up there, they realize that the little boy was missing. And they, they begin immediately to search for that. They brought in a, a hundred civil, uh, civil conservation corps. They were there within 45 minutes. They could not find this little boy anyway. So this is the thing that makes it weird. A day after he disappeared, a couple about six miles away uh, from their campsite said that they saw a little boy that looked like him sitting on a place called Devil's Nest, just chilling, just sitting there. And by so the how time how old he get killed? He is five, just sitting. Okay, so a five-year-old has gone six miles in the wilderness. That's what they're saying. They said okay. this couple said right. they saw him, and by the time authorities got there, he was gone. They searched for 10 days. They used 150 men, bloodhounds. They never found this kid. And so they said it was a drowning. But it was never, they they never found his body at all. Okay, let's do one more kid. There was another kid. Let's fast forward another 10 years almost, 1946. Eight-year-old Catherine Van Alst. She disappeared from Devil's Den State Park near the Arkansas Ozark National Forest where she was camping with her family. She was playing with their brothers and she wandered off. And uh, now what makes this so crazy is that not everybody who goes missing stays missing, right? So she wandered off and got lost and she was found six days later. And she was eerily calm as they described it. The student who found her his name was Porter Chatwick. He said that when he found her, she stoically walked out of a cave and said, here I am. Like, yeah, no problem, dude. I'm right here. Uh, they said that um, other hikers had been lost there. There was a grown woman that was lost there for 17 days, and she died 50 meters from the road. And so they cannot figure out how this little girl survived in the woods for six days, not a mark on her. Now, did they search the area prior to where they had found her? It did not say. It did not say. But uh, your your boy, David, say his name again for me, Paulides? Paulides. Paulides. Um, in one of his books, uh, some guy took a 360 panoramic shot of the area. And you can see where she went missing. But they were saying that, you know, there could have been somebody hiding in the bushes with all the brush there. But the little girl never said anything. There was never information from the little girl on what happened. All she said was, here I am. See, that's crazy shit. That is crazy shit. That, that was like crazy. I was telling you just within the last couple of years how that kid went missing. A couple of days later, they find him. And he's like, oh, the, you know, the friendly bear helped me. And they're like, what are you talking about, friendly bear? He's like, yeah, the bear helped me. So, I mean, you really think a bear helped this kid? How old was he? 
God, how old was he? I, I don't remember now. He's had to be in like seven, maybe. The friendly Pretty hero. young. Yeah. There's another one, 1946. And this one is really interesting, and I'll tell you why. So there's an area in Green Mountain National Forest in the Gloss, Glossenberry Mountain in Vermont. Um, and they have a they have an area that the that the people, the locals believe, they call it the Bennington Triangle. Oh, crazy shit there. Right? Now, the Bennington Triangle had a handful of disappearances between 1945 and 1950. And um, she, Pamela, uh, I'm sorry, Paula Weldon, was the second person to go missing in that area. So she was 18, and she set out on the long trail in December of 1946. She was dressed for walking, not for hiking, they said. She was wearing jeans and a coat and sneakers. And she... um, they thought because the way she dressed, she implied that she would be back, right? Uh, but when it got really cold, below freezing, and she didn't return, um, they began to look for her, and they never found her. The, the roommate let the search the school know, and they began to look for her. They even suspended classes to look for her, and they, you know, they they were like, well, maybe she ran off with her boyfriend, or maybe she committed suicide, or maybe she was abducted. The thing about it is, is that. Um, there's a creature that lives along that trail called the Bennington Monster. And this could be like a Sasquatch-like animal to have something to do with the disappearances there. Uh, regardless, they never found this woman. They never found her body. Now, the Bennington Triangle was really fu- really interesting to me. And I even did a little bit more research on that because of the people that were missing. So check this out. We talked about her uh, in 1945. Uh, Middle Rivers was serving as a a Mitty Mitty Rivers was serving as a mountain guide um, back in November 12th 1945 when he was guiding uh, guiding his group back to their camp he got ahead of the bunch of them and was never seen again he literally disappeared just like that okay there's one in 1949 three hunters went missing there was never any evidence of of where they went, what happened to them? Nothing. How can there, I know? How can there be no evidence? I mean, I, you know, I understand it, but it's like it just seems so crazy. It's like you know they didn't find a shoe or a, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Um, in 1949, James E. Tedford got on a bus in Say Albans. By the time the bus reached Bennington, he was gone, never to be seen again. There is no evidence that supports that he was actually in the Bennington Triangle area. Just the fact that he was going to Bennington. I just added that. Um, 1950. So he disappeared off the bus. Yes, they never saw him again. October 12th, Paul Jepson, with an eight-year-old, went missing. His scent was followed by dogs, but lost on a highway. Frida Lander, 1950, disappeared on October 28th, 1950, when she was hiking with her cousin. Frida had separated with her cousin to head back to camp and change her clothes because they were wet. She never returned to camp. They had a massive search. They had volunteers. They had fire firemen, military. Nothing ever turned up. Her body... Um, her body was found in a field that had been searched extensively in the previous months. Isn't that crazy? Yep. They had searched that whole area, that whole area and from October. And then she mysteriously turns up in May. And then how could, I mean, all right. So let's say they find it and they find her body in a field and you're the guy or the person who like fucking went over every inch of that field. You knew she wasn't there. And then she turns up there. 
Yep, you had dogs out there. Everything, yeah, everything. So I thought that the Bennington Triangle was yeah, interesting. Crazy, I yeah. had never even heard of that before. I had never heard of the Bennington Triangle. Um, so I thought that was shit. interesting. So I got a couple more for you because I just think this stuff is just so crazy to me. So um, another one that I thought was really odd was 1969. Uh, this guy, Dennis Martin, was camping on a camping trip near the Tennessee, North Carolina state line with his family. And they were doing an annual Father's Day thing. Um, and they were going to the Smoky Mountain National Park. Um, Dennis and his brothers had planned to uh, prank the adults. So he wasn't an adult, but they were going to prank the adults. And they were each going to jump out on different sides of the campsite to scare them. Pretty typical, not a big deal. Um, however, they, you know, the prank started. They all hid. They jumped out. But Dennis was gone. Like, where did he go? We're all like right here. Where did he go? They had family, park rangers, hikers. They searched for him. And they were never, and then it rained that night. So they were unable to keep searching for him. So he was, his search was the largest search in national park history. And one of the people that was searching was park ranger Dwight McArthur, who had searched and tracked down hundreds of people, including children. He was seasoned, um, but he, he just said, Dennis just disappeared. There's no trace. They've never found this guy ever. They did say one possible lead that I thought you might find this interesting, uh, but they did not follow up on it. Okay. Another family that evening that the boy went missing, the key family alleged they heard a scream. Oh, and, and they, they saw, saw they saw Bigfoot carrying him. No, they saw what they called a bear man with something slung over its shoulder yeah. that looked like it could be a small child. That was in 1969, and they don't, they've never found this kid, no remains. Now, one that I thought was really, really interesting, and and I did I did I I don't know if I wrote this one down. This one I thought was really, really interesting because it was a trippy story. Because this guy was another guy that went missing, but they found him, right? They did find him. So they um I didn't I didn't get that story but let me tell you the story so this this guy is hiking he's a photographer he's 19 it's like 1960s he goes up to the forest and uh people see him along the trail he's taking pictures and he never comes back they never find him again and they search and search and search well fast forward a couple years later two hikers find him but what they find this is the trippy part what they find is they find his feet socks jeans his uh, shins are splinting out of the jeans like they were broken, and his torso is gone. They do not know. They don't know what happened to him. They said that it didn't look like it was from an animal, like a bear or anything like that. The way that the body was separated, the torso was separated from the bottom half of him. And you know, Kelly, when you start looking into all this missing four one one stuff, there's a lot of stories like that. Yeah, it's a trip. So here's the last one. Now, this one was in 19... I have one recently because I thought, well, I want a recent one. So I had one from 2019, right? So this guy goes missing. He's an avid hunter. Um, His name was Abby... Alvy Webb. Alvy Webb was, I believe, 82. 
him, him and his family were hunting at the San Juan National Forest, uh, Forest in Colorado. Um, he's hunted there before. He's an avid hunter. Um, the family drops him off about 100 miles where he hunted the year before. There's some brush he can lay down and just wait, wait for whatever he's hunting. Family's like, okay, Alvy, got your phone. We'll be back in a couple hours to get you. He's like, no problem. And they figure that he was too old to hike or wander off. But when they come back, they don't see him. They cannot find this man. They don't believe that he would have hiked up or gone any further. They tried to call a cell phone. They believe that it died because they can't get anything pinging off the cell phone. Okay. Now he's, he's missing. Now what makes it so interesting is the following month, another family goes up there and is camping in the same area where Alvy Webb had gone missing. And this guy says that they're at their camp at their campsite. And all of a sudden they hear a helicopter in the distance. Next, you know, this low flying black chopper circles them, no lights on low flying, just circles their camp and flies off. They're like, okay, what was that about? Don't really know. But the helicopter came back the second night, low flying, no lights, and circled them. So the guy, the family, the second family, the guy's like, so he is a, he watched Survivor Man. He's a Bigfoot guy. And the Bigfoot guy said, if you get tall scratches on trees that are above six to eight feet, those are not bears. Bears don't scratch that high. And he has pictures of these huge, deep scratch marks in the trees, about 10 feet up okay the guy also told him squirrels um, yeah squirrels the guy also told him that if you find broken trees that are all broken in the same direction that is also a sign of sasquatch yeah, so dude, like they dude, believes, dude believes that he was actually in a sasquatch nest and that that helicopter were those people searching for sasquatch it's weird they've never found this man albie webb and the family that was there after him they kind of figured this out when they started putting things together so just kind of interesting on the missing persons and if we ever go back to bigfoot um i'll tell you some crazy shit about supposed special forces clashing with them well, you know what made me laugh is that when the first time that you talked about Bigfoot and it came to me after, do, and I, many of you may not remember, but you remember the, the TV show, The Six Million Dollar Man? Yeah, man, he fought, he fought with Bigfoot. There was a bionic Bigfoot. It which was, I thought but was, it's still Bigfoot. It was bionic Bigfoot, though. That so was that, the, I remember that. That was the shit back then. Yeah, that was the shit. All right, so... That wraps it up for me. I thought that was some crazy shit. There's a lot. If you want more information, I mean, for me, when I started looking up the missing persons, I went down a rabbit hole. I could have looked. I mean, there are so many people that have mysterious. Oh, and let me tell you this much. So theories behind these disappearances. One of them is abductions, of course, alien abductions. Um, one of the places that I have been to that is hotbed for alien abductions is Devil's Tower in Wyoming. If you've never been there. That's where they film Close Encounters at. It's a tri- There's a lot of crazy stuff going up there in Wyoming. Um, they do say portal, portals to other dimensions. That's how people can just, like the guy who was leading his camp back and he went ahead of them and just disappeared. Yeah. So they're saying portals. And then, of course, the Bigfoot Sasquatch um, theory is another big one that people come up missing. Now, not all people that go missing stay missing. They have found people's bodies. People have fallen off cliffs and stuff like that. But for all the disappearances that are unaccounted for, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the national parks. Oh, yeah. I, I remember reading about a park ranger, 
you know, had all these years experience there. He just disappeared. And they're like, well, how, did, how does a park ranger just disappear? You know, he it's not like he got lost. You know, he didn't know the terrain. He, he knew how to survive in the woods and stuff. And it's like, there's some crazy, that's some crazy shit. That really is. Yeah, it is. Look into Our- it. David Politis. Yeah, uh, Missing 411 if you're interested. So that is all I have on Missing Persons. So James, I just thought we would just end with some random bullshit. Um, I like when we do random bullshit because it's just random. And so when I was thinking like, oh, you know what? should we do i thought maybe we would open up to the listeners so i want to know and we're going to make it so that you guys can actually win a prize okay so, so if you if you is this the way we're going to do it if you tell us crazy shit we'll give you a prize or if you like us we'll give you a prize what do you think which is better i i like people that would be willing to share their stories i just don't know how many people would actually be doing that um because you know what we had we had two ideas and i i totally messed this up james but we had two ideas yeah, so yeah you did i did i totally messed this up. <laughs> so we had we have we have a, a prize from uh, chef bella she has three of her uh spices and uh um, and a grinder, a spice grinder that she has given us to give away. So we were trying to figure out the best way to give this stuff away. And we had hashed it out and I completely forgot what we discussed, which now I remember, which was if you like us on Facebook or Instagram, we will randomly pick somebody and reach out to you and make sure that you get your free spices from Chef Bella. If you don't know what the spices are, she has a really great taco seasoning. She has a really great poultry seafood seasoning, and she has a really great veggie potato seasoning. So if you like us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we will make sure that you get a prize. But the thing that I wanted to ask you, James, is should we have people share with us their their crazy shit story ever and give them a prize you know i i would like to do that you know we could pick a random person you know so hopefully there's more than one <laughs> you one listener yeah you one listener because we want to hear it and then there can be three of us listening to that some crazy shit but no i would i would really like to let you know have them have somewhere where they could share their stories you know and like i said if they're comfortable leaving a story leave one and then we'll pick someone and you know if, if you leave a i don't know how we're gonna do this either i'm not taking technology well, Kelsey, so you can you can get us on instagram um you know you can dm us your your story um you can get us on facebook you can leave a message on facebook tell your story um you can always message on facebook as well if you don't want everybody to know email's a great way to tell your story because then the only people that are going to read it is us that's a great way tell us your crazy shit story be a guest on that some crazy shit tell your story because we don't want to ridicule i think a lot of this stuff is absolutely possible because the world is full of mystery. And I like to believe that the world is full of mystery because it makes life just a little bit more fun. Well, and you can, I mean, you can't just ignore this stuff either, you know? 
It's yeah. it's it, and it's funny, like you say, you can't ignore it until it happens to you. But it's funny since I've been doing this and I've been talking to some people. There's a, a lot of people have had paranormal experiences, but they're just hesitant to tell people about them. Yeah, I bet, I bet. So quickly for random bullshit, I just want to know, James, best movie ever, and why? Best movie ever? Do you want to be specific, like B- genre? Best- Best movie ever to you. Best movie ever, ever. and why? Dude, oh, this is a good one because you know there's a lot I like. Yeah, best uh, movie. Best. While you're thinking about your best movie, I already know my best movie. And for those of you that know me, no. Best movie, hands down, would be Godfather Part 1. We can even throw in Godfather yeah. Part 2. We cannot throw in Godfather Part 3. Why is it the best movie ever? Because it's got the baddest cast ever. Uh, Michael Corleone, Al Pacino. You've got the Don, who was... Uh, oh, shit. What's his name? Marlon Mark, Brando. Yeah. Jim Khan. Come, It's like the best gangster movie ever ever made it's an old movie if you've never seen the godfather i'm telling you go see watch the godfather all right james best movie okay i'd have to go with star wars the very first one Uh, a new hope you know i'm old school whatever the very first star wars was so you you don't mean the first one in the in the in the in the skywalker you mean the first one 1977 yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, that was. I would. Good. That's a good one. Actually, the best one though is Empire Strikes Back, by well, far. Asked me for the best. You said that my favorite, and I think that one because I remember that kind of just blew me away. That was the. That was it. Was bringing to life some of my imagination. I saw Star Wars when I was a kid, probably over twelve times. That's all we wanted to do was see Star oh, Wars. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. There was nothing but else. I remember movies were like a couple bucks back then. Yeah, and that's all we did. When they asked us what you want to see, we said Star Wars. So absolutely. Okay, one more. Worst movie ever. Worst movie ever. Have you ever seen there's a it has Bruce Willis? And Bruce, diehard Bruce. Yeah, and he was like some cop, and they're trying to get some baseball card from this drug dealer. Oh, I was like, oh my god! Oh, that's not. I I I don't know what oh. movie that is. If you know out there what movie that is, let me yeah, know. I, I want to know. It was horrible. But I've seen some bad ones. There's a Hercules one that came out not too long ago. Not with the Rock. <laughs> but, of course not. No, not with was- the Rock. The Rock is bad. But this, yeah, that was a hurt. Oh, God, me and a friend went, and we were like, Jesus, that's a couple hours. We'll never get back. Ever. Ever. Worst, worst movie ever for me? Worst movie? You know, and there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad movies. But I got to say, because it hurt my heart, uh, Justice League with Ben Affleck. And that, that to me, hands down, I just, uh, it just, I had been waiting for DC to do the justice league since the 90s i was so and so when they started coming out the marvel movies i just knew just knew dc was gonna have it together and come out with this uh and they just fell so uh worst movie ever worst movie ever yeah you know see and i'm i 
I just like superhero movies, man. Worst I do. Nah, worst movie ever. Ever. Yeah, like Affleck is not Batman. And for he those He is Batman. He's, he is he's not Batfleck. Bat he's not Batman. He's Batfleck. He is oh, not. So uh what's the vampire dude? He's gonna be Batman. Who the hell, who's the vampire dude? Who's the new dude playing Batman? He was in like Oh, you're talking Twilight. Twilight, oh. yeah, Twilight. I, don't <laughs> I was like vampire. Yeah, isn't well, he a vampire? Uh, yeah, well, I did see the trailer, and mm, I guess we'll just—I don't know, man. You know these these Batman standalone movies. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whew, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope for this one. I think that ever since Christian Bale and uh, whoever directed those came out with the trilogy, they just set the bar way high. Um, Batman, and they try to redo it, even try to do Joker. And Joker with uh, Joaquin, to me, wasn't even a comic book movie. It was just, it was depressing. That's just that. Let me just get out. I'm just gonna step. Let me get down. I'm gonna step off my soapbox. <sighs> okay, I'm off now. I'm gone. Off that soapbox. I'm off. I'm off. Well, James, guess what, dude? We have spent another hour together. We have yet completed another podcast of that some crazy shit. Yeah. Um. Remember, please like us on Facebook, Instagram. We're going to pick somebody random, get you a prize. If you want to be a guest on the show, you want to tell your experience, especially if you're like, if you're a tarot card reader, psychic, yeah, come on to our show as a guest in a couple of weeks. If you have seen Ghost or anything like that, that you want to tell us your story for one of these episodes, by all means, get at it. And I know there are friends of mine who have had paranormal experiences. So I expect to hear from you guys. Yeah, get at us. Come on. Let's let's talk about it just real quick for the month of Halloween, for the month of October. We've got next week, Witches and Strange and Haunted Places. The 17th, we're going to do Ghost and Tarot Cards, Psychic Readers. The 24th, we're going to do Urban Legend and Curses. And on Halloween, we're going to do Werewolves and Ritual, Ritual and Magic. And then, hey, Cal, just... Uh, real quick on the 17th I'm working on a guest to come on and talk to us about spirits being able to see them well I am working on a guest too I'm trying to find somebody who reads tarot cards if that's you then come on let's get you on the show let's talk about it you can get us Instagram Facebook Twitter Gmail I said them before I'm not going to say them now don't have time Uh, thank you so much for listening I am Kelly, you and are I am James Baez, and w- this has been some crazy shit. Right on. Until next time, keep your eyes, ears, and mind open. Peace out.